Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. Yeah, this is our, uh, you can't see us right now. This is our first ever just audio-only podcast episode, I guess. So, but we can see each other. But it's it's the holiday season, everybody, so we figured we'd do a couple holiday movies. Um, I'm pretty sure they're all Christmas-themed, though. We don't have any Hanukkah. <laughs> we yeah. should have did like something, you know, a killer with a, a menorah or something. I did. I did see like in researching what there is like a um, an anthology horror movie where it's like they're all themed around different oh, holidays. Really? I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, of course, what I don't. Even, of course, I don't remember. Okay. But it was like um, one of those lists on one of those websites where you just click through and it shows you movie posters and it was like all the yeah. different and there was like twenty five of them. Yeah, well, that, that would have been cool. And then the. Uh, so uh, the, some of the movies that we're doing this month, they have really cool ties to other movies, and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later. But then at the end of the month, we're going to be doing Freaky, and we'll have a video episode for that one, and a little surprise in store on that one. So I'm excited about it. Uh, but today, we are going to be covering, what are we covering today, Ian? We're talking about Krampus today. Krampus. I was just about to say, can you, can you tell me what it is, Zach? <laughs> Krampus. <laughs> When you say it that way, it sounds like you're doing an impression of me. <laughs> no, but that's the way I have to like think about it. For some fucking reason, I can't say this shit. Okay, but yeah, we're gonna be doing. <laughs> it just in my head automatically says Krampus, but I'm gonna try to get it right. So by the end of this episode, I'll hopefully have it right. Um, we're gonna be doing Krampus today. Very good. Um, very good horror movie to watch. Like I feel like there's a, there's a small little arsenal of holiday horror films, and this fits nicely in there. You know. Yeah, I I think I've watched this movie every Christmas the last, like, three years. Yeah, what year did it come out? I probably should have wrote that down. I don't know, it was, like, 14? Uh, I think 2014 or 15. Yeah. Um, so it's been out a good bit already. Um, and I'm pretty sure I've watched it every year also. Yeah, 2015. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Michael Doherty, who also did, he did Trick or Treat, which is another classic, mm-hmm. you know, holiday film for, for Halloween. Um so I thought that was really cool. And then in Black Christmas, Bob Clark did A Christmas Story. Which is so wild. <laughs> it is. Like, he, you know, you, you stick with what you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, do you think Bob... Okay, so this is a totally wrong movie. But do you think Bob Clark has a thing with eyes? Because you'll shoot your eye out and then everybody gets stabbed in the eye with, like, well, yeah. ice picks and stuff. Yeah, he's got a little fetish there. I mean, a Christmas and an eye fetish. <laughs> um, it's also starring Adam Scott and Tony Collette, plus a slew of other stars. But you know, the the cast them. is pretty well stacked in this it is. movie, mm-hmm. and everyone, including like the little kid, are like really good. Yeah. What did you think, or you know, overall thoughts? What did you think? Uh, so I saw this movie when I was living in New York. Um, after we watched it together, I had texted uh, this couple that I'm friends with, and I was like, "Didn't we see it?" They're like, "Yeah, we did." I like, I loved it. I loved it the first time I saw it. I still love it every time. It's a movie that I like that. I mean, I th- I think this movie is like our Venn diagram of overlap of horror because it definitely mm-hmm. is like could be an episode of Buffy without Buffy. Yeah, it doesn't take itself too seriously, so it's not like it's not like too upsetting when the family's members are getting eaten by these monsters because it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you don't take it too seriously. Uh, but then, like, the tier of acting they have is what bumps... Like, I think if they had lesser actors, the movie wouldn't... It would have been, like, too silly. Uh, yeah. 
but I think it just like really works. Like all of the pieces come together to make this like really fun horror movie. I think so too. I, I agree. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but it is, it is a great just holiday horror movie. Um, it, it's kind of dark for the, for the hue. It's a horror comedy, but it's still really dark. I yeah. think, um, I, I love the casting, love the atmosphere. Uh, it, it, it kind of just, the whole thing just almost feels like a fever dream. I feel like every time I watch it, I forget so many elements <laughs> to it. Um, like when they go to the boyfriend's house, we're, I, I completely forgot all that. I don't, I didn't even remember any of that. Yeah. So um, it's fun to like sort of rediscover a little bit more of it every time. Do you remember Ian when you first, I don't uh, we don't have any young listeners. Do you remember when you first stopped believing in Santa? Actually, I had that I had that story in here in my notes that I didn't tell you when we watched. So hold on, now I need to find where I because I was like, "Ooh, tell Zachary this story because he will like it." Yeah, um, I figured we can kill the Christmas spirit a little bit. It goes along <laughs> with the theme. Um, so I like I never quite believed in Santa as a kid. Um, like I and my parents are always were very bad at like little kid things. Um, and I remember my mom and I were, like, Christmas shopping. I don't remember how old I was. But we went to, like, two different malls in the same day. And I was like, okay, Mom, I know Santa isn't real because he can't be at both malls at the same time. And my mom was like, well, you're right. So then in first... So I know that it was before first grade because one of the, like, mean girls in first grade was making fun of me. And it was Christmas time. And I You're told her, shit. I already know well, you know what? Ago. Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> You're a little asshole. <laughs> and I remember we were, like, painting his nails. <laughs> we were, like, standing in line waiting for something. And her just being, like, what? And, like, looking around and me being, like, hmm, I got you. <laughs> no, I, I remember there was a kid like that in, in my elementary school. And I was so adamant about a fucking Santa Claus that I even was like, you don't even know. I have or I have I, I left a, a disposable camera and asked him to take a picture. And he did. And I have a picture of him. Like, we bring it to class. So I can't because he told me not to show anybody else. <laughs> Meanwhile, I did leave a disposable camera every fucking Christmas. Um, with a note asking him to take a picture of himself and always got a note back. Sorry, can't do that or something like that. <laughs> I was always disappointed. That's but, really cute uh, though. <laughs> uh, no, I was pretty, it was pretty late that I stopped believing in Santa. Um, I probably was too old to be, you know, believing in Santa, but um, we were, I was in the car with my mom and we were going to buy Christmas presents and she was on the phone. She got on the phone with somebody and she's like, they asked what she was doing. And she's like, we're going to buy Santa presents. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck mother oh yeah, that's that's my mom for you it's like yeah you would have figured it out so mm. <laughs> you're like excuse there me what presents let's talk about the opening to this movie it's so great isn't it just poking fun at the typical like christmas consumerism chaos let me tell you so it's they they like i love things i love it all fit in i love a slow motion a slow motion movie moment while like a happy song plays i love yeah. a chaos moment while like a happy song plays and this like brings together both those and because i work retail i hear christmas music all fucking day long and every time i hear it's beginning to look a lot like christmas i think of this opening which feels like on the nose being at my retail job hearing that song thinking of this opening yeah i could see you at a barnes and noble being tripped over by a bunch of (laughs) 
old guys going for the for the next Donald Trump book. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so let's go through the characters really quick, um, just because there's I feel like there's a lot of them and they're all kind of central to the movie. Um, so we we have Sarah and her husband Tom and their kids Max and Beth and Max's mother is it Omi 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 okay. She's German. Um, and then we have Sarah's sister and her family. So Linda, her husband, Howard, their kids, Howie Jr., Stevie, Jordan, baby Chrissy, and then Sarah and Linda's aunt, Dorothy. And these are our characters for the movie. You know, um, I have hosted a podcast for nearly three years. And whenever we do this, I'm like, God, I am not together. Because you have like every character. And I'm like, I don't know. Adam Scott's <laughs> handsome. He's the dad. Just Slayerfest 98. Don't listen, guys. It's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, everybody already seems stressed out from the outset of, of right. this movie. Um, you know, Tony Collette's character, Sarah, love Tony Collette. She belongs in every horror movie ever. Um, her character, Sarah, is like preparing to have her sister's family over for Christmas, and she makes a really nice holiday meal and is going like all out for decorations and gifts. And um, her family is definitely like upper middle class, and we see some of the. Uh, like the film seems to poke fun at both the upper middle class and the lower class. So we have little stereotypical things and like upper middle class, they're definitely buying into the ridiculousness of like holiday consumerism and, you know, making sure everything appears perfect, even though maybe in their lives, everything ain't perfect. Um, and her, her lower class family, her sister's from a lower class family. They, you know, they live in a trailer, they wrap their gifts with newspaper. They kind of make fun of everything that Sarah's doing and, uh, it, it, it's a really cool kind of dynamic that we get between all of these different people from these sorts of different walks of life, all in the same house. They bring the aunt for dinner, which is a surprise. Yeah. Um, and she's like that woman that's been in everything that passed away recently. Um, yeah. And I really like her. I like that she goes for the eggnog immediately. I also like, I always like a character that's kind of like, mean but also like kind of saying what we're all like she's kind of the one being like everyone's annoying like you people kind of suck uh and i always kind of like that character even if they're unlikable <laughs> i feel like if you're going through something like this you're gonna drink as much as you can right and so that that's what she's gonna do she's just gonna drink i mean right like <laughs> what the hell else are you gonna do yeah do you relate with her <laughs> and adam scott and his son have an argument and the boy says something like, what is, it? oh, why do we have to put up with their crap just because we share DNA, which is what Max says, but also is me about my family. <laughs> anytime, anytime Ian's family is all together, this is, this is this movie. <laughs> These are the texts Zachary gets. <laughs> You're like, I think Krampus is on the roof. Zach. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I think he he's is. here. I've <laughs> right. been ripping up letters like crazy and he's not here yet. <laughs> 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 Intentionally losing the Christmas spirit. <laughs> So during dinner, during this fabulous dinner um, that everybody's making fun of, Sarah for, you know, putting together those little bastards, um, Max's cousins, Stevie and Jordan, they steal his letter to Santa and they read it out loud and, you know, kind of embarrass him. And in the letter, Max basically, like, lists out his well wishes for everybody. It's such a sweet letter. Like, he's... At the same time, listing out everybody's flaws, if you've ever seen Harriet the Spy, he's, he's just <laughs> calling everybody out. And then his parents, um, they're not happy together, and he wants them to be happy together. And he even mentions that, uh, <laughs> that Howard wishes that Stevie and Jordan were boys. Yeah. So I thought that was fucking hilarious. I love that every single time. 
But um, yeah, it embarrasses them because they read the letter out in front of everybody and it makes everybody uncomfortable and uneasy, but it lays out all of the problems that we have and all of the sort of undertones of this holiday season. Um, But Max gets upset and tears up the letter, throws it into the wind. What are you not supposed to do, Ian, in this movie? You're not supposed to tear up a letter and throw it into the wind, I guess. (laughs) You don't lose your Christmas spirit. Okay, but also, I call bullshit on that, because, like, no one backed him up. The family, like, didn't do shit while these kids were, like, terrorizing him. Um, He's allowed to get, like, a little upset. He's a child. I would get upset. I'm an adult. But because Max tears up this letter, a blizzard rolls in, and the night, or I think it's like the day before, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's uh, yeah, I think it's like the twenty third. This is like a couple different days, right? It, it goes over a couple different days. Because I, I think the I think the like peak, the like finale of the movie takes place on Christmas. I think. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, and for some fucking reason, Sarah and Tom decide that it's okay for her their daughter to go walk in a in a blizzard to see her boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, I get that he's down the street, but. I no. mean, it is judgment. It, it is like it's supposed to be what, like only a few houses away, like realistically, yeah. and like realistically, okay, snow, that's fine. You can walk a few houses in the snow, um, but yeah, she goes to die, and she does, which is yeah, wild. She's the first one that the teen daughter, who's like, she's like the only nice one because she's like nice to her brother and tries to like. Yeah. And she's like the she's like there's nothing she's the one that's like not really doing anything wrong and she's the first one to die. It's a little bit boring though. So right. I don't mind it. Did you were you surprised she died first? When you oh yeah, totally. Because yeah. I was I remember going out and being like oh like I think when I watched it first I thought like this is where we'll see the monsters and then like mm-hmm. no one's gonna believe her that they're there. Yeah, I mean uh, she she sees. Krampus, right? Yeah. On the roof, yeah. So It's a really uh, cool she... visual. It's how we don't see him, but he's just like a shadow. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that effect really works of like, it's this big shadow, but then he moves so quickly. Um, that's what freaked me out. Like, I think it's like, even though the movie like isn't scary, scary, like that's a genuinely creepy, especially when yeah. you don't know yet everything. Um, And like, this is our first character to like encounter anything who also dies. Like, it's... Kind of like pretty thrilling, right? I would die. I would definitely be the daughter who's I, like. I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't even run. Ian. I've told Ian to go run outside, and he says no. He'd just stand there. Um, I'm not scared of the Jack in the Box. Yeah, I think I was more scared of Krampus than I was the Jack in the Box, though. Well, I mean, for me, shit like that works because it's like, Ooh, what is it going to be? And we don't really see it. It's just like, yeah. For me, I like that. I like. Um, that's where the movie, that would be my one thing is like, once we start seeing the monsters, it's not really scary, but that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, but like the buildup of like not knowing always scares me and like, not, I, mean, I don't know that scare, but it's like more thrilling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty spooky. Um, all of the visuals and like the monsters in this, are, I think are pretty well done. And then she like runs and sees the, uh, the delivery man, like, I guess his truck had been stopped and he's like frozen in fear or something like that. Um, she hides under the truck and then like a Jack, Jack of the box gets her. So, um, after that, Tom and Howard, is it Tom and Howard go out to look for her? Okay, wait, but I want to pause on this because I want to talk about the delivery man and like what that says about what's going on. Okay, go ahead. Because I still go back and forth whether it's like they've all been transported to the snow globe already the mm-hmm. like snow globe universe or whatever or if it's like 
Krampus is like literally just like picking off the families in this neighborhood one by one. And then the delivery man was just like, uh, oops, he was there. So he got killed, too. I, I, you know, I, I have these big questions for the movie and like what it's supposed to be like, because I guess the whole thing is really just a, a, a modern retelling of this of this Krampus tale. Right. Right. But. Yeah, like like you are. They already in the snow globe, or you know, I I thought when we were watching it, and I remember telling you that maybe they were in their own like little parallel universe. But then they go to the boyfriend's house while Tom and, and Howard go out looking for Beth. They come across Beth's boyfriend's house, and they go inside, and everything that's going to happen to this family we see inside this house. Yeah. Like the house looks exactly like this family's house is going to look. Um, and so it happened to them, but did it happen in a parallel universe? And if it did, then why is it in theirs? Right. It's very, very confusing. Because it does feel a little Silent Hill where it's like, yeah, this is like the universe where they're all dead. But like, yeah, why is the gingerbread man still stabbed on the refrigerator then? And like, mm-hmm. why did the delivery man, die? like delivery man brought them a package? So and I, if it's just, I, I think yeah. it's that they're not in the snow globe till they're dead. And I think that. He was killing the whole neighborhood because I. So think... then, what is the extent of all of this? Is it just that street, or is it beyond that street? I I think because the beginning is showing us that everyone is terrible. I would say it's like the town, and like maybe the little boy throwing out the letter was like the last straw. Maybe he just he fucked everybody over this shitty little kid. <laughs> Even though he had every right to, <laughs> I would have done the same shit. Uh, every every little tear in that letter is a, is a person that goes to hell. Um, so when Krampus comes for us, you know, it's my fault. <laughs> well, Tom and Howard, as they're out looking for Beth, they get attacked yeah. by some like underground snow demon or whatever. I don't even think we ever see that, what that looks like. But um, they they both do escape. You would think that Howard, I thought Howard was going to be like a goner. Yeah. Uh, and I was yeah. surprised that he, he made it at that moment. I said this when we were watching it, the the scene when Howard, like, because you hear a crunching. Yeah. And I was positive we were going to get like the horror thing of like, Adam Scott pulls him up and like his legs are missing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I thought. But no, they get away, and like I think the thing just bites him in the leg, and they yeah. make it back to the house, and everybody boards up the windows and doors and camps out in the living room. I got to say, we were we, we um, a few years ago, we had a really, really bad ice storm roll through, and um, all the power went out and everything, but my parents, we were at my parents' house, and they had a fire fireplace, so everybody camped out in the living room, and it was exactly like this, and it... I was I was like very comfortable. It was it was a very nice time. <laughs> so I this this is very nice. They could have just sat in the living room, had some nice hot chocolate. Um, but that night, the Howie Junior is the one that goes first, right? Yeah, the boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That night, so everybody's asleep, and I guess they were supposed to keep the fires going, and nobody stayed awake to do it. Yeah. Um, and so, it, like a gingerbread on a hook comes down, and the gingerbread's like taunt or like you know tempting Howie and Howie. Uh, it's it's the typical like fat kid trope is what they're doing here. I don't know how PC that would go over you know, <laughs> in twenty twenty, but we have it here. Um, he wakes up at the smell of a gingerbread man, and he gets up and he's tempted, and he goes and has a piece and. Uh, Get sucked up into the chimney while everybody's trying to pull him back down. But well, Tony uh, Collette is the only one that she like jumps in the action. Like, why? Right away. <laughs> uh, and, and really, like, doesn't he have two parents sitting right there? <laughs> <laughs> and Tony Collette tries it because uh, she's a badass. But she, I mean, to no avail. And she, uh, 
they they lose him and everybody at that moment is like what the fuck you know like i think that's the only real moment of like kind of real shock on everybody's yeah. in anybody's face and when you see tony collette kind of back up into into anything because all this stuff is happening and everybody kind of like i get that it's a horror comedy but i still would look for some of those real reactions and it, the movie is kind of lacking a few of those like these are children and stuff being eaten like your daughter beth is gone but like that, but nobody really seems to react how i feel people would react in real life um i don't know i don't know that i agree with that i feel like okay. they're like because when you're in shock it's like you don't have if, if you're like if something happens but things are still happening yeah it's like you don't have a moment to react and they really don't have like a moment of peace um and i think i i feel like with the daughter yeah i would agree but like i feel like it's like you could say that they're telling themselves she's not actually dead even though we know she's dead they don't know for a fact that she's dead they left her overnight in a blizzard. I'd be out there. Sorry, my fucking dog goes out in a blizzard and I'd be out there. <laughs> they do have an English bulldog in this, so we're just going to call the, the bulldog Winnie. <laughs> that is Zach's dog's name? Yeah, oh, she's so beautiful. Um, but, yeah, so everybody's freaked out now. And Omi, Omi, who's been, like, bopping around this whole movie, and we know something's up because every time it shows her face, she's no, she knows something. Now she decides to tell everybody about Krampus. Krampus. Uh, <laughs> why can't you say it <laughs> I don't fucking know man we get the grandma's backstory of Krampus and it's very Coraline style animation uh, I don't I'm not normally a fan of like something that's such a big break but I think it works here because it's a Christmas movie um, what do you think about that I liked it. You know, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of flashback scenes anyway. I think it's very easy to fuck those up and them to kind of yeah. just like slow down the story. But I think it really did work here because like you said, it's a Christmas movie. Um, you kind of have, I don't know, that little moment of like, we know something's up with the grandma and it was nice to see her. And it wasn't too long. Where Shorter came, came from. It wasn't long. I, it must have been just like a minute or so. Um, and I think maybe have, that's why it works too, because it doesn't, it doesn't take up too much room in the movie. It's like kind of like, yeah. yep, this happened. Yep, this happened. Here's the bell. It sucked. And like, mm -hmm. we're moving on. Um, I thought the animation worked really well. I, yeah. thought, I, I, I like that sort of animation. You're not a huge fan of like things like Coraline and stuff like that, no. are you? No. Yeah. I like Coraline. I do like Coraline, but like... Which is like against my uh, hot topic brand, but I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. Is Coraline against a hot topic brand? Isn't that like at hot topic? No, no, I've no. never seen like tons of those. Oh exactly. wait, no, I see what you're saying. Okay, no. yeah, okay. <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas part. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, I mean to keep it. keep it on brand so no one gets too upset. <laughs> I love Fall Out Boy's cover of the Nightmare Before Christmas song. <laughs> I know what I'll be getting Ian for Christmas: a bunch of Nightmare on or Nightmare Before Christmas shit. Couple um, of hot topic t-shirts but <laughs> but yeah i and i like i don't know i like you said we get a backstory for the grandma i kind of like it i it's not like 100 percent needed but i do think it adds to the story and it makes sense uh, later for when the grandma like kind of saves him and faces him herself and kind of mm -hmm. is like brave about it well i think it, what's needed in the movie is somebody explaining what Krampus is um, and that was always going to be her role to do and she could have either done it just sitting in front of the fire or with you know this little little animation there and I think the animation just added that little touch yeah so it was nice Krampus is basically the anti-Saint Nicholas so when she was a little girl in Germany um, she lost her Christmas spirit and Krampus came and like and they don't make it clear here either did he take the whole town or just her parents 
I think it is the whole town that she says, I think. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. We're going to go with the whole town. So Krampus takes the whole town and leaves her with like a little jingle bell. I don't know how she made it out of that situation, but she did. She made it to America. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, this is basically what's happening here. Um, and I think, uh, so I think in this movie, Krampus is anybody who loses their Christmas spirit. That's who he goes after. Yeah. But I think in the actual, uh, folklore, I don't know if it's a German folklore, or if it's just a, a European folklore, but, um, Krampus just goes for bad children. So if you're, yeah. if you're on the naughty list, it, then you don't get St. Nicholas, you get Krampus. I learned about uh, Krampus from The Office, because Dwight dresses did you? him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I don't watch The Office. At this point, all hell is breaking loose, you know. Um, earlier, like, the delivery man that, that the daughter saw, um, he brought, like, a bag of gifts to the house, um, and it's just been sitting there. I guess nobody's decided to look into it or anything like that, but it's Filled with a bunch of monstrous toys and other seasonal items. But there's a bunch of, like, killer gingerbread men in there, a jack-in-the-box who eats children, and the most terrifying fucking <laughs> angel on top of a star. I, like, that shit is, that shit is scary. Um, yeah. Seth Green plays one of these voices, but I never heard him. I was listening really hard for him. Yeah, we, I looked at the credits before we recorded, and I was like, wait, Seth Green voices Lumpy? Which monster is Lumpy? It has to be one of the gingerbread men, I feel like. <laughs> right? I feel like Lumpy needed a little bit more character development so we could figure <laughs> out who he was. Also, I like that you and I both kept saying, this could be from Hereditary, because there were so many shots of, like, Tony Collette in a living room freaking out. It felt out. like it. <laughs> It felt like fucking hereditary. Their family was even set up the same. They had it was a mother, uh, a wife, and a husband, two kids, boy and girl, and then they had a, a grandma. That's true. That's true. And, <laughs> and then they go to the attic. Like I want to call every time we're talking about um, Tony Collette in this movie. I have to remember her name is Sarah and not Annie because I keep <laughs> wanting to say Annie. <laughs> this is all action stuff. I don't think anything in here is really freaky except for the angel. What a did you think any of these were freaky? Um, no, I mean, for me, it's more like thrilling, though, because it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want these people to die. Oh, they're probably going to die. And then they all do. Like, that's like, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Like, I feel like that's like a valid yeah. form of horror when it's like, you're, it's thrilling, but they're monsters attacking them. So that makes it, yeah. it's not just like action. Well, the Jack in the Box uh, just eats children, apparently. Right, He's he, like eating up all the children. I mean, I, I guess that them. should, it should be freaky, but you know, I'm not very paternal. I don't, I don't really like kids, so. <laughs> I don't care. I have more of a problem when he eats up the dog a little bit lighter. Um, I feel like I have a problem when he eats up the dog and poor Max, just because I really yeah. feel bad for Max. Yeah. Mm. When Max mm. is thrown in the pit, I'm like, Eat no. Max. Eat <laughs> Max. <laughs> he can go a little earlier. Uh, I do like Max. I think the actor's pretty good. Um, I was surprised he wasn't in that much because this was like five years ago. So he's like 17, 18 years old now. Yeah, because when he looked at his IMDb, I was like, wait, who is this? And because he's mm -hmm. clearly now actual like teenager. Yeah, but I mean, Tony Collette, she gets the beating in this one. Like she gets like the, the angel like wraps like uh, something around her neck and like hangs her. Yeah. And she's hanging for a long time before anybody even comes around to help her. Um, Tony Collette's saving up all everybody else's kids, but <laughs> right. he fucking helps her. The, the build-up to the scene, I think, is really good. I think the build-up of they're going in the attic because the kids were going to the bathroom, right? And then they heard the noise. And then the grumpy aunt is downstairs with the other kid, like the baby. Yeah. And, and the other grandma. And I think, for me, the tension is there. And I really like, especially like, a, I don't know, it, it's a good horror movie with chaos breaking out. Like, the monsters are all there. They're all getting attacked. 
Um, Alison Tolman, who plays the aunt, is like one of those actors that I always find really likable. And mm-hmm. I was like glad she kind of got to like shine. Like she's the one that saves Adam Scott and Tony Collette. What? what was her name again? Would we all hold on? We're all gonna take a moment just to to recognize and say good job, Ian. That he remembered a name. What was her name again? It's the actor's name, though. Yes, but you know it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I know an actor's name. I don't remember a character. <laughs> Ask me what her name is in the movie. I don't know. Aunt Bev. Aunt Sue. What's Linda's name? Who the hell's Linda? Sarah's sister. (laughs) (laughs) See, there you go. So Alison Tolman, who plays Linda, she gets, I was really happy to see that she got the moment of like, well, the thing got my kid, but I need to save my sister and my brother-in-law. So she like gets up, she cuts down the like cord that Tony Collette's hanging from. And she like swats the robot that's stabbing Adam Scott. And -hmm. it's like a nice moment of like, okay, we're getting shit done and we're going to do it because I really like (laughs) Alison Tolman. Just she was in season one of Fargo, and I thought she played, like, a really likable character that felt, like, realistic. I don't know. She's, like, a very—I I like her. She's a good actor. Yeah, I haven't seen Fargo. Um, it's the only—I think I, there's, I, like, a couple seasons, and every season takes place in a different, like, year. Uh, there's but, a movie, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I don't know. I've seen I've seen something. Um, but I, I, I really liked in, in the Attica cause she's kind of a passive character throughout the movie. Right. Like she, she doesn't really do anything. Um, she doesn't even try to help her own kid until this attic scene. Um, cause she's, she's clearly got favorites. Nobody gave a fuck about poor Howie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the care about? Uh, but yeah, no, she gets her balls up in the attic and she, uh, she, she, you know, gets shit done. Um, and I always I'll, love a scene of like someone who's like, quieter one being like all right we're gonna fucking do this and like yeah i don't know i like that so everybody's fighting for their lives and the jack in the box basically eats jordan and the dog poor dog um the elves come through the window and they capture aunt dorothy downstairs howard and baby chrissy i i feel like baby chrissy was was a character that didn't even really need to be in the movie because like why well I, she I didn't mean, raise any stakes or anything yeah but i like the idea of like a baby getting taken. Cause like, that's not something you normally would see. And the aunt gets the shotgun and shoots the angel. And I really like, <laughs> I like that too. Like the great aunt, the grumpy yeah. aunt, Conchetta Farrell. She's like just shooting with the shotgun. And I even like that when they get the aunt, she's just like, well, and she literally says, see you all in hell. And then they pull her out <laughs> through the window. Oh, I love Conchetta Farrell. She, she passed this year, right? Yeah. 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 She's like, been in, she was, she was in like everything. So oh, yeah. I'm a very scholarly guy. <laughs> very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, went to college and everything. Mm-hmm. I've not seen Fargo, but I have seen Mr. Deeds. And she was amazing <laughs> in Mr. Deeds. <laughs> Well, have you I, seen Mr. Deeds, Ian? I have I have not seen Mr. Deeds, but I mm. have seen Who Be Halloween. So like oh, I think I'm good. <laughs> but I could have seen her being in the she, I could have seen her in that movie. I'm surprised she yeah. wasn't. I mean I mean dead. the the like thing I know her most for is Two and a Half Men, which isn't a show I like, but my parents mm-hmm. watch it all the time, so uh, I didn't like that show. Didn't the kid in that show oh, off topic, that kid in that show went like super yeah. Jesus on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's like fuck two and a half men. Yeah, that show was like it must have been a nightmare to work on. Yeah, the elves come in and basically capture up almost everybody, and everybody who's left decides to make a break for it. The house is in shambles at this point. Everything you saw in the boyfriend's house, like, happened. Yeah, is, is the same as how this house looks right now. Gingerbread, like nailed to the to the fridge. Um, 
uh, fireplace all fucked up, all of that. And then, so the survivors decide to make a break for it, except Omi, who decides to stay behind and face Krampus. And so she locks everybody out of the house. And this doesn't do anything to help. It doesn't I, help at all. Okay, yeah, that's my issue is that I wish it helped because it doesn't. Yeah. Um, like her staying there doesn't, it did nothing. Like, right, like did literally nothing. Yeah. And I wish, I wish there would have been like, I don't know, something where it's like, at least she hurts Krampus a little bit. So like we could, we could like validate it by being like, oh, well she hurt him. So it slowed him down or something. But yeah. she doesn't, there's like nothing. Just, she just, I mean, I get it. She's yeah. a little old lady. What's she going to do? But there's no payoff. Okay. So maybe, okay. In defense of it, let's play devil's advocate for a second. It does buy them a little bit of time. And maybe she thought that since she was one of the surviving children, who that survived Krampus at one time, that she would present herself and maybe get away with it. It was like a glimmer of hope. But see, all these little glimmers of hope in this movie are completely, like, just snuffed out. So the dog going into the wall, we think the dog's going to take, you know, be the hero of the movie and take take out that, that jack-in-the-box thing. Dog gets eaten, so they're yeah. snuffed out there. The grandma stays behind, and she's going to face Krampus for some reason, and then that gets snuffed out as well. So everybody's on the fucking run, and it's clear that everybody's probably going to die, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, I will say, I think this is when the movie, be, I mean, I think it's because of the actors, but it does take, like, a little bit of, like, an emotional turn, because it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is when you're kind of like, they all are going to die, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and, like, what? You're making a face, what? No, I'm listening. <laughs> it's your listening face. Um, I, I like I, I get a little emotional when the grandma's like be good and slams the door and little boys screaming and like, it's like a little emotional. And then when like <laughs> when Tony Collette gets like when they get her, it's like oh god. Yeah. Um, just because it's like, you're kind of like oh they're not making out of this. And no. the bleakness, I will say the tone shifts a little bit from silly to like completely bleak. Yeah. I think that is, I mean, that's even represented in, in the in the visuals, you know? We have these lights for most of the movie, and then every it's completely dark here now. Yeah. Like, everything's dark and very cold, and it feels like that in the, in the plotting as well. So everybody's, you know, on the run. They're all trying to make it to this this uh, delivery van to try to get away, and everybody, one by one, is being dragged under the snow. Um, and it was... I mean, yeah, there's, there's like, no help, and then it's just Max and Stevie who make it into the truck. Tony Collette gets, like, dragged down right before, you know, Max. Um, you know, he sees everybody just die, basically. And then elves come and attack the truck and take Stevie as well, leave Max. And so Max, like, wanders, you know, back to his house and sees he stumbles upon Krampus and all of his little minions and stuff in this big, like, portal to hell. And they throw Stevie down it, and Max is, like, pleading for everybody to come back, for, you know, Krampus to let everybody go. <laughs> and Krampus just gives them a little uh, little bell, and Max is like, no, give them back. And Krampus is like, okay. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do about this? Everybody's in hell right now, so. I feel bad for Max. I will, the animatronics also, I... You complimented them earlier, and I don't know. I close think up, on, they don't work. They don't work close up. I think it's on purpose, though, because I think it's like going for like an old school look. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like a spirit spirit Halloween like animatronic. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it looks like. Um, and I don't know. They maybe could have benefited from like because like his face don't move. Like Krampus is just like a little tongue blurbing around, and then it's like his face swaying back and forth. 
I did notice something with that. I I think that is a mask that he's wearing because when you see uh, this could just be like makeup effects failing, but you see like an eye hole cut out into into the mask, and so I think that maybe it's supposed to be like a mask of like Saint Nicholas or something. Um, some sort of distorted Saint Nicholas. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look mm. at it. I think that might have been intentional. I don't know yet. Okay, bye, guys. But yeah, Max pleads for everybody to be let go, and Krampus just picks him up and tosses him down into hell, too. You know? Krampus like is like... Peace, I don't have time for this. Do you know how many how many neighborhoods I have to go to tonight? It's a lot, okay. <laughs> so, uh, everybody dies, and then and then the movie's over. Credits. Well, so then we get the the weird like <laughs> this. I hate this part. I really don't like this. I I don't like the ending. What? Why? I I just not. I'm not a fan of it. I I think it just. It would have been better just ending with him going to hell. But go ahead. What's the ending, Ian? No, I don't think that would have been a good ending because it feels like incomplete. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm. I like, I like, but I don't like. I don't know. Half of me is like, I would have been fine if it was like. Ugh. So you're going to hate this because I normally hate this, but I kind of would have been OK if Max woke up and it was a dream. Like, I would have been OK with that. Ah. Uh. <sighs> I'm like 50-50 there because I think with holiday films, you get a little bit more more of like a pass doing things like that and like doing little cheesy, you know, feel-good things. Because, um, right, I don't normally like that in a movie. Yeah, normally, I would be I think very a holiday that. movie always always gets a little bit of a pass with that. I do, I mean, I always like a darker ending, so I like that it ended dark. Um, but Max wakes up Christmas morning, he goes downstairs, and everybody is happy. You know, the house is intact, everything's warm. They even put, like, the Hallmark yeah. Christmas movie filter over everybody, and their skin's <laughs> all glowing, and uh, they're opening presents, and uh, Omi gives, or I think it is Omi who gives Max the the box, right? Somebody gives Max a Christmas box, and he opens it, and it's the Krampus Bell. And so everybody looks down at the bell and immediately, nobody even communicates with each other. They immediately just, all their faces drop like in unison. And uh, they know, they know something's up. They remember everything that happened and we zoom out and their house is in like a snow globe. globe. But then this makes me, this is like weird because if it's the whole town, does everybody get a snow globe or is it just? Yes. I, I, okay. That I will say, I feel like every house household gets their own snow globe. Because there was a bunch of them. Well, I mean, if everybody just like jumps a couple times, maybe the snow globe will fall off the the shelf. And they'll die. (laughs) (laughs) Or they'll live. We don't know. Uh, But basically, they're all trapped in hell. And Krampus is hell. Yep. So that's how the movie ends. (laughs) That's my life in New Jersey, trapped in hell, you know? Are you in a snow globe, Ian? I think I am. You stuck? You could could. I've never seen you leave the room or the basement. I've only ever seen you in the bedroom in the basement, so you could be in one. Could be. Mm, yeah. I do like this movie, though. I like it. I think there's a lot of, like, roll your eyes moments and stuff like that. But it's it's a cheesy, you know, little holiday film, and I think it's one of the better ones. But I, I do think the camp and cheese cheesy moments are definitely, like, on-purpose throwback yeah, yeah, yeah. horror I mean, stuff, so that's why like, I, I like it. It's like satire. Like, the movie doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, they, and that's it the only what, way this movie would work, I think. There's not yeah. a way in which a super serious Krampus horror movie would ever oh, work. Oh, for sure. I, I agree. Um, I like it. I'm very, mm-hmm. very, very much like it. Um, 
And I'm glad I got to watch my yearly Christmas movie with you, Zachary. I know. We watched a <laughs> bunch of them. So we're going to be covering, uh, I think this is the first one. We're going to be covering Black Christmas, the uh, 1974 and 2006. We're going to say fuck you to the 2019 one. And then uh, we'll be doing Freaky at the end of the month. So stay tuned for those. I hope everybody's having a nice December. Um, I don't know. What's going on? I was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> is there is there anything to promote? <laughs> Where can everybody find you, Ian? Uh, you can find me on social media at Carlos. If you want to find my Buffy podcast, you can find SlayerFest98 at SlayerFestX98 on social media and SlayerFest98 on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Zachary, where can everyone find you? But it can find me at... It, on YouTube and Instagram at Adventures of Zach and B and Twitter Adventures Z and B. Um, much more active on Twitter, so come say hey. <sighs> hmm. Well, that was this, I guess. Another another podcast with Ian. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck with me forever, so fuck off. Oh, no. I kind of like dropped my notes here because my notes kind of just end abruptly and now I'm like, mm, I didn't know how to end. Okay, well, goodbye everybody. <laughs> <laughs>